0: Amen. Already Well, hey, how many of you guys were here in our last, in our first Israel update, what's going on in the news? Uh, and I shared with you some of those uh, strange animal signs. Remember that? Yeah. No strange animal signs? <laughs> well, believe it or not. Well, thank you for laughing. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'll pay you five bucks later. Uh, but believe it or not, Ed, that strange animal signs is just the tip of the iceberg or some of the things you see if you're, you're out there driving around uh, traveling. I came across some not just strange animal signs, not just strange signs, but some really bad signs. Really bad signs. Like, what, what are you guys thinking when you put this thing up? Well, let me share a couple of those with you. Okay, the first one is this. Boring Oregon City. Yeah, like that's going to help the tourist industry there. Right? Did you guys see that on the way down from Washington? Yeah, you probably avoided it, like all people. Yeah, so what would you say? Hey, caution, depression ahead. Well, then turn around, right? Why do you keep going there? No wonder people are suffering today. Hey, listen, Tank Museum or mm, Monkey World. That's a tough decision. Brian, which one are you? Me, I'm going to Monkey World. Right? I don't know. It's not just because it's closer, it's Monkey World. Right. But anyway, that's right. Uh, but what are you serious? Hey, no parking. Well, no duh. <laughs> Did you even need a sign for that one? That don't make sense. Hey, bad route road. One, but don't worry, there's a rest area so you can ponder whether or not you want to go down the bad route road. Uh is this good luck! <laughs> At least they were honest. Yeah. Uh, just keep driving. Right. Hey, I'd turn back if I was you. <laughs> That's right next door to KFC right down the street. No, i yeah. it should be, it should be. You know it's true. Hey, this one old dog, young dog, several stupid dogs, please drive slowly. <laughs> just turn turn. Hey, slow church service. You know, for some reason they don't ask me to preach there. I don't know why. I I, I digress. Hey, notice! Thank you for noticing this new notice. You're noticing it has been noted, and you'll be reported to the authorities. You maybe look at it. Hey, beware of invisibility. Well, how would I know? And what's the sign going to do? Whatever. Hey, beware of Bob. He's right there. Bob, you want to stand up? There he is, folks. Beware of Bob. We love you, but beware. That's right. Hey, I scream, you scream. The police come, and it's awkward, right? <laughs> so just do something else. Get a cheesecake or something. I don't know. <laughs> Warning, children left unattended will be sold to the circus. <laughs> I tell you what, three weeks ago when they put that up in the new expansion facility with kids, yeah. the behavior has gone through the roof. It's awesome. <laughs> what a technique, I tell you what. Hey, surgery parking, only five-minute limit. <laughs> now think about that. Do you really get that done in five minutes? Or are you banking on that's why they're there because they can't see because they're needing surgery in their eyes? and you I, I digress. Hey, whoa, what's this? That's buff dude crossing or something. What's this, next to LA Fitness? <laughs> you know, this guy's like buff. I tell you, hey, speak, hey, beware drunken people crossing. Right? That should be on the strip. Right? i tell you what. Or this one. Hey, you'll never get to work on time. <laughs> hey, at least they're finally honest. 15 minutes, yeah, Right? not in this traffic are you kidding me or this one hey men working prepare to be annoyed (laughs) because apparently it does right but I tell you what listen listen sausage crossing look at the size of that baby takes two people to handle it wouldn't that be awesome okay never mind but you know what the ultimate worst bad sign and come on let's do it we talk about honesty at least for once they were honest and yeah you know it's true uneatable feast it's uneatable why do it you know it's true right? Don't drive through, drive past. Drive past. It's uneatable, right? But how many guys would say those are some pretty bad signs out there, right? Except for the last one, it was actually kind of a blessing in disguise, right? Okay, because you know it's true. But folks, believe it or not, there's another bad sign out there, and uh, you don't have to travel very far. You just need to turn on your TV. It's this one, the Israel-Hamas war. That's a sign. It's a sign that things are going to go from bad to worse but on the one hand we're dealing with it because it's a bible prophecy related issue it's not by chance that this is happening and the reason why it's happening we saw last time is because there's a conflict over there and we dealt with this last time a land conflict remember that whose land is it anyway my land your land the Palestinians, whatever and we dealt with it it's always been the jewish people land and the palestinians there's that's not even a country it's never been a country and that people group went out of existence the philistines And really, they're the Arab refugees that were created on purpose by the Muslim community to make Israel look bad. But that's why we're seeing this conflict. It's a conflict over the land. But it's a sign from God that we're living in the last days. The other thing that this is bringing out that we're going to deal with is there's another sign from God that you're living in the last days. And it's when you see a rise in anti-Semitism. And what are we seeing right now because of this conflict? Folks, it's coming out of the woodwork like crazy. And not just in the world. I expect that. I don't condone it, but I expect it because they don't know Christ. Where's it coming from? The church. And I'll say this. Remember how COVID brought out overnight the fakers in the church? Which ended up being a blessing because we thought we were all on the same page. And then overnight you found out, oh, because talk was cheap back then. Remember? Yeah, I'm I'm American. I'm American. You ain't going to tell me what to do. You tell me what to do, and uh, you're going to have trouble on your hands. And they said, "Okay, uh, lock your doors, lock your house, lock your churches. You can't meet, do nothing." And uh, which is a complete violation of the Bible. God says to what? Do not forsake the assembly of the brethren. Number two, that goes against our constitutional rights, the First Amendment. Okay, the freedom to assemble, not just the freedom of religion and press, uh, which we can support because it's based on biblical principles. And and what was the response, people? Yep. Ooh, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. What else? But remember that going through that phase? We found out real fast who's really going to take a stand for biblical truth and dare I say constitutional truth based on biblical principles. Remember, it was an eye opener. Listen, I said all that to get to this. This is what's going on now with this Israel Hamas war. It's revealing the anti-Semitism that was there the whole time, but it's now coming out. God's showing us. Listen, not just in the world, but where? Where? We're finding out those in the church just like that who are really haters of the Jewish people. And I'm not condoning that, but I'm saying that's a good thing for us to know because now we know who's in our midst and what we're up against. But the point is this. It shouldn't surprise us on the one hand. We don't condone it. But the Bible is very clear that in the seven-year tribulation, even as recent what Hitler did, if you can believe this, there's not only going to be another Jewish Holocaust. We'll see that in a second. But it specifically says all nations will hate the Jewish people. And that means even America, unfortunately. That's what we're seeing in the news right now. And that's why we're going to deal with it. Open your Bibles to Matthew 24. This is Jesus speaking, of course, and this is the sign that came from him. And, of course, he's speaking contextually to the Jewish people. Matthew 24 does not deal with the church. We know that because Matthew 24, he hasn't even gone to the cross yet. He hasn't even rose again from the grave yet. Acts chapter 2 hasn't come yet with the birth of the church. The other reason why we know that is because he's talking to the Jewish disciples. Again, the church is not even born. They're asking the question, what's the sign of your coming? The coming he's talking about is not the rapture. It's the second coming that happens at the end of the seven-year tribulation that the church is not going to be a part of. Okay? Also, we're going to see in the context here, he talks about a rebuilt Jewish temple. Do we have any plans as Christians to rebuild a Jewish temple? No, it's a Jewish temple. But who does today? The Jewish people. Right. Also, he talks about uh, uh, the fact that they uh, pray that your flight doesn't take on the Sabbath. Do we worship on the Sabbath? No. But who does still to this day? The Jewish people. Right. And on and on it goes. And we're going to see he's clearly talking about the Jewish people. He tells them to flee those who are in Judea. Is the whole church in Judea? No. But you got Jewish people there. He says, flee to the mountains when you see the abomination desolation. Right. And most people believe that's Petra. Can the whole church fit in Petra? No. But guess who can? Jewish people. So again, contextually, a lot of people get this wrong. Matthew 24, he's not talking to the Jewish people. So when he talks about he who endures to the end, it's not us. It's the elect Jewish people at the end of the seven-year tribulation because God's not done with them, okay? And when he talks about the global hatred and persecution, he's talking about the Jewish people. It's the seven-year tribulation. So let's take a look at that. Matthew 24, Jesus speaking, verse 4. Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ. And will deceive many. You're going to hear wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end of the seven-year tribulation is still to come. So we start at the beginning chronologically, which starts off with what? Revelation 6-1, the false peace antichrist writer. That's what he says, false Christ. Watch out, no one deceives you. What comes next? The second writer, Revelation 6, the red horse. War, global war breaks up. He's going through a perfect chronological order of the events of the seven-year tribulation that we're not a part of. Right? So he says, you're going to hear wars, rumors of wars. Uh, he says, uh, uh, but see to it, you're not alarmed. Such things must happen with the end the still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There's going to be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of the birth planes. Then you, he's talking to the Jewish people, will be what? Handed over to be what? Persecuted and what? Put to death and what? You will be hated by how many? All nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end, i.e. the end of the seven-year tribulation, the Jewish people will be what? Saved. He's not done with them. And we'll see why they make it to the end. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. That's Revelation 14, when God sends forth the angel with the eternal gospel, and he, he makes sure that the whole world hears the gospel supernaturally as to no excuses. This is your last ditch effort. You better get saved. Okay, the people in the seven-year tribulation. And then the end will come because right after that, Revelation 14, you got the bulls. That's the final judgment. Bang! And that's it. So that's the context there. So when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation, spoken through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand, let, let those who in where? Judea, the Jewish people, flee to Where? the mountains. In fact, watch this. Let no one on the roof of his house go down to take anything out of his house. In fact, let no one in the field go back to get his cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in the winter or on the what? Sabbath, the Jewish people. For then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, who what elect the Jewish people, those days will be shortened. You may see it if you can. And the reason why those days will be shortened, i.e., is because God's not done with the Jewish people. He's going to sovereignly protect them and make sure that they get to the end. He's not done with the Jewish people. But again, Jesus says during that time frame, at the midway point of the seven-year tribulation, when you see this event called the Abomination of Desolation, where the Bible tells us it's the Antichrist going up into the rebuilt Jewish temple and declaring himself to be God, he says, uh, when you see that, Israel, Jewish people at that time there in Jerusalem, in Judea, when you see that, you better run. What's he say? You better run. Don't even go back to your house. Don't get your clothes. Don't get, oh, I forgot my wallet. Forget it. You better run. Why? Because the Bible tells us at that point, the Antichrist shows his true colors, right? And then he's going to hunt them down, the Jewish people. Zechariah 13, eight through 9. In the whole land, declares the Lord, two-thirds of the Jewish people will be what? Struck down and perished, yet one third will be left in it. This third, God says, I'll bring into the fire. I'll refine them like silver and test them like gold. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say they are my people and they will say the Lord is our God. Kind of good news, bad news. Finally the Jewish people realize they made a mistake. They made a deal with the Antichrist. That's what starts the seven year tribulation. He shows his true colors at the midway point. Worship me, I'm God, which they're never going to do. And they say, no way. Okay. And then so he hunts them down. He gets two-thirds of them, which tells us what? Another Holocaust is coming. But one third is what? God says no I'm going to reserve one third back. And that's why we see a parallel passage to that, Revelation 12. The reason why those one-third make it to the end and so shall be saved is because God sovereignly protects them with the archangel Michael. Revelation twelve six through 8 the back half of the seven-year tribulation, the woman, Israel, defined by the context, fled into the desert to a place prepared for her by God, where she might be taken care of for how long? 1,260 days. That's the second half of the seven-year tribulation. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels had fought against the dragon, defined in the context as Satan, okay? And the dragon or Satan and his angels or demons fought back. But guess what? He was not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven. Turn to somebody and say, Satan's a loser, loser. He's a big loser, man. Okay, he's not going to stop it. But here he is again trying to annihilate the Jewish people. He tried to stop the Messiah from coming in the days of Noah because Genesis 3.15, from the seed of the woman would come crush the head of the serpent. So he knew somebody from mankind was going to grow up to basically crush him. And destroy him and defeat him, so he almost polluted humanity, and he got down to eight people. The Nephilim issue, as we saw before, and then eight survivors on the boat, and God hit a restart button. But then keep reading through biblical history; he doesn't stop. You get to the time of Haman. Haman tried to annihilate the Jewish people, but he lost, and then he hung on his own gallows. That's that's called a nanny nanny boo boo in Jesus' name, right? Okay, right. God's in control; He's always on the throne. And then what? Even the New Testament. You come to the time of Herod, when Jesus was born, Messiah. What did Herod do? He tried to kill all the Hebrew babies, the males. Before even that, Moses. Moses in Exodus, what was he doing on? To kill the Jewish people and things of that nature and the babies and to murder the the boys and things of that nature. So this is nothing new. But again, it's going to happen in the seven-year tribulation by the Antichrist. But God is going to sovereignly protect one-third of them. Why? Because he's not done with them. That's why he says he, the Jewish people, the elect is going to make it to the end. Why? Because he's not done with them. This is what we saw last time. The Davidic promises, the eternal unconditional promises. He promised that one from the lineage of David was going to come and rule and reign literally on planet Earth, i.e. Jesus. We, his bride, the church, will be with him. And that obviously hasn't happened yet. So he's still got to fulfill that promise. That's why it's, not, it's a big issue when people preach, again, as we saw last time, the live replacement theology, that the church has replaced Israel, that God's done with them. What do you mean? That means that God didn't keep his promise to them. And if God didn't keep his promise to them, then how do we trust him with ours? Yeah. This is no small shakes. This is important. Okay? But God is not done with them. But here's the other thing I want to bring out in this text, is notice what else Jesus said in that text. He says, listen, that all nations will hate the Jewish people. And they won't be just persecuted. They're going to be killed. And you think, no way, man. Not after what Hitler did. I mean, I, I get it, that was several decades ago. But still, it, it, we, no way. And then all nations? I mean, even the United States of America? People would rise up and call for the death of the Jewish people? Not the Chinese people. Not the Russian people. Not people from Bulgaria. But of all places... We would never see people in the United States of America, certainly not churchgoers, say, let's kill them. We hate them. Folks, turn on your news, man. And this is the society that Jesus said is going to be across the whole planet in the seven-year tribulation. Here's our point. We leave prior. And this is what God is exposing. That last-day society is here now. That's how close it's getting. But let me give you some examples of just how bad it's getting. All this is being brought out now because of this Israel. It's been there the whole time. God sees the heart. But just like COVID brought out the truth and we didn't know it was there, he's doing it with this, right? Let's deal with the international first. Turkey, President Erdogan, he called for the Jewish genocide. And this is what he says. Those who think they own Jerusalem better know that tomorrow they won't even be able to hide the trees. You may not get the significance of that, but that is a Muslim prophecy about hunting down and killing every Jew. Turkey's attitude. PLO, Abbas, listen to what he says uh, and, and tweet it out. Okay, He said, our goal is the end of Israel. We don't want peace. We want war and victory. The goal of the Palestinians is to wipe Israel off the map. As we saw last time, every time Israel has extended them an olive leaf to try to share the land, which is their land, and which I don't recommend they even share in the first place because God says don't divide the land. But still, they say no, 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 no. Why? Because their only thing they want is the annihilation of Israel. That's what our media will not report. But that's what they're up against. Okay, How about Iran? The leader, uh, uh, Khomeini, he said he calls for Israel's destruction. He said, quote, the only cure for Israel is what? Annihilation. annihilation. He called on the to arm the Palestinian Arabs in Judea and Samaria. He says, quote, this barbaric wolf-like... Infanticidal regime of Israel, which spares no crime, has no cure but to be annihilated. Interesting. Egypt. This guy, the news guy, uh, he said, the, quote, The Jews are using the Holocaust to suck the blood of Germans. And the an aircraft went down, he celebrated on airway, passing out chocolates. Holland. See, it's not just the Muslim communities. It's all over Europe, which is crazy because it's like, man, come on. That's where Hitler did the dirty deed, right? Listen to this. Dutch soccer fans chant this. Jews burn the best... My mother burned Jews in the SS. They also chanted Hamas, Hamas, Jews to the gas. This isn't just a dislike. This is demonic. And it's calling for the Jewish people's mass murder again. Belgian Cafe posts signs banning Jews from entering the store in Turkish and French. Red dogs are allowed in this establishment, but Jews are not under any circumstances. Spain. This is crazy. There's videos around Muslim women are stabbing dolls of Orthodox Jews calling for the genocide, the murder of all Jewish people. They were chanting, quote, catch and kill all the Jews, strike them and make the Jews bleat like animals, exterminate the Zionists, exterminate them, exterminate them. The world will be better off as they're stabbing them with knives. France, not only are Jewish people being murdered over there, but again, they're experiencing chants like gas the Jews, kill the Jews, a global hatred is right A Swedish parliamentary lady. Her name is Oldov uh, Javidi, uh, but uh, she says that uh, her idea to fix this conflict over there is uh, this. Watch this. She said, "Moving Jews against their will to solve a problem sounds like a final solution to me. So her, her thing and of course, she's Iranian Roots, feminist initiative party over there in This is Sweden, folks. It's crazy. Switzerland, violent attacks have gone there. Uh, One German man there threatened Orthodox Jews with a knife-shouting anti-Semitic insults. And Germany itself is experiencing uh, a violent wave of anti-Semitic attacks. And you think, man, of all people, should know better. But it's happening there again as well. Ireland uh, begins legal steps to ban Israeli settlement goods, calling it a crime to do business with them. England, this lady, watch this, Nasrin Khan, uh, says, quote, Hitler wasn't the bad guy. What have the Jews done good in this world? This is in England. She goes on to say this. It's such a shame that the history teachers in our school never taught this, but they are the first to start brainwashing us and our children into thinking that the bad guy was Hitler. This is going on, folks. It's crazy. And this is why overall in the world, anti-Semitic incidents are up 383% with Europe showing a 436% increase. The place where Hitler was doing it it's crazy. And you're going to like, well, how in the world could this happen? Well, God said it was going to happen. Number one, not condoning it, but he knows the beginning from the end. He's telling us, he's giving you a shot across the bow. Hey, we're fast approaching that society. Turn on your news. You can see it. And the, this israel homage War is the excuse to bring it out like COVID was. But let me give you two reasons why this is escalating, even in Europe, folks. Number one is because people are being paid to hate the Jewish people. And not, and not just a couple bucks. Wait till you listen to how much they're getting. And not just hate them, but kill them. Watch this. Terrorists responsible for the murder of two Israeli families and two rabbis got more than 10 million shekels from each from the Palestinian Authority. You're like, well, well, how much is that? Well, you do the math, that's over $3 million a piece. But this is what's going on. Let me give you two examples. 19-year-old Omar al-Abed was convicted of murdering three members of the Solomon family in their home and is expected to be paid a pension, they call it, totaling $3,485,812. Another example, Karim Lufti uh, Fahai Razik, a gunman in the attack, saw uh, two uh, Jewish parents shot dead in front of their children in Samaria, is expected to be paid a total of $3,106,367 dollars are becoming multi millionaires for killing, not just hating killing the Jewish people. Well what if the guy dies in the attack when he's trying to kill him? And I quote, watch this. If he dies, his family gets the money. It's a guaranteed payout. So you don't think that these families wouldn't even encourage your own kids to do this so they could become millionaires? This is the kind of bullying that's going on, folks. It's crazy. Right. Oh, in fact, uh, it says this payment to martyr families now equals half of the Palestinian authorities, foreign budgetary aid. Wait a second. So that means the money that's going over to them, dare I say, even now, we just assume it's all going for medicine and for food. Listen to what Abbas said. At least he was honest about this. He said he will not stop using this foreign money, which, by the way, is coming from either industries or the U.S. or the U.N., who the U.S. is the biggest financial supporter. Here's what he said about this money. He said, quote, he will not stop doing so. Even if we are left with one penny, we are going to use it for the pain of the salaries of the martyrs. This is what our media will not promote. This is what Israel's up against. But this is why there's such hatred. And not just hatred, but let's kill them. Because people are being paid to do it multi- million dollars and our hand is in the cookie jar the government the second reason is they're being brainwashed from wehi and this has been going for quite some time now we're seeing the fruition of it unfortunately they're taking the youngest the kids and brainwashing them to hate the jewish people and not just hate them but to kill them let me give you a couple examples real quick uh this is a footage of uh palestinian kids at a quote terrorist rally And, and that's a Jewish person there supposed to be but. early on. That's what you're supposed to do with the Jewish people. That's, that's how they're being trained up. Right. There's a social media. I'll never forget the first time I went to Jerusalem, uh, and was over there. I was amazed. Uh, and we were actually had the privilege to go uh, witness to a Muslim family. And, uh, and so, but on the way there, uh, to go and, and hopefully be a witness to the, this Muslim family. Um, uh, I was in the back seat with their two boys and what blew me away was they, they couldn't speak English. I couldn't speak uh, their language either. And, but what I saw was the, the youngest of the two boys, he had a cell phone out and he was watching all these Arabic f- funny videos and stuff. So I'm going like, wow, we are on the right track as a ministry, as a church, because listen, they may never go to one of our church services. They will never ask me to come speak in one of their mosques, but we can get them through the media. We can share the guy. Like, Ooh, so that, was, that was a cool thing. But my point is, they watch social media. They have their own social media channels. But here's the, here's the deal. Watch this. One of, the, one of the big hits on the Palestinian social media is a video called How to Stab a Jew. Okay? Right here, here's a screenshot. And then not only, but on that same video, right, uh, they get really specific. Here's the specific areas you're supposed to stab a Jew that are the most effective. And that's the social media. In the U.K., remember that Nasrong Khan lady that said Hitler wasn't the bad guy? Uh, In the U.K., uh, they're funding textbooks to teach children to become jihadists. Oh, it gets even worse. A Palestinian teacher was teaching Muslim kids how to perform beheadings on their toys. That's the actual footage. In fact, another video showed this guy. Here's a screenshot. A child dressed as a jihadi beheading his teddy bear. And then he shouts on the video, Allah Akbar. This is what they're doing to the kids. And you wonder why anti-Semitism is on the rise? Even as recent what Hitler did? It's nuts, folks. But this is what God said would happen when you're in the last days. This is the importance of what's going on. We don't condone it. It's evil. It's rotten. But this is why. In fact, let me give you one more, and then we'll move on. How would you like to attend this as your kindergarten graduation ceremony? This is how they've been training this next generation. It's been going on for quite some time. But watch this. They are trained, and this is their ceremony and what you're going to see is they're training at their kindergarten graduation ceremony to go into an Israeli's house and capture them and get, get them, right? Watch this. It's on tape. This is crazy. Our news will never report this, but this is what Israel has been dealing with. This is their kindergarten graduation ceremony. guys in there.
1: ليش بدك تطعن اليهودي؟ سرقوا أرضنا أرضنا بدك تطعنيهم
2: بإيش؟ السكين يا قويه أنت إن شاء الله يا باب إيش بتقولي لشباب الضفة؟
0: the news here report that? Crazy. There's only one trustworthy news. It's right here. God told us this would happen in the last days. That's why we're seeing this. We don't condone it. Of course not. Not at all. But he says the unbelievable is going to happen even on the heels of what Hitler did. It's going to happen again. And we're seeing it right now. This conflict is bringing it out just in time for the seven-year tribulation. But don't you take comfort of knowing that there's no signs of it happening here in America? Yeah, that's called the nervous, uncomfortable, sarcastic laugh. Thank you, Debbie, for that <laughs> teamwork there. Folks, that's the other thing. What did the text say in Matthew 24? What did you say? All nations, even America? Yeah. Let's take a look at that. Now, part of the reason why we're seeing that anti-Semitism... It's been fomenting for quite some time. This, this event has brought it out. But it started way back in the days of this guy. Remember the abomination days? <laughs> that's what it was. Remember those days? Right? Well, believe it or not, that's why a lot of people are saying it's just to continue what we're dealing with now in the current administration with Biden. It's the o Biden administration. Because Biden ain't pulling the strings. You know that. He can't even read a teleprompter. He doesn't even know which way to go off. (laughs) The stage. He ain't running the country. He's just a continuation of that. And then if you look back at the Obama years, one of the things he did, he was the most anti-Israel, anti-Christian, pro-Muslim presence in the history of the United States. And so that's what we're seeing, just a continuation of that, with Biden, right? Now, part of that, Uh, If you haven't seen our study on Islam that we did back when I was 13 years old, whenever that was, but we exposed this. We had a whole study on just Obama and the Muslim ties, including his family. And I quote, Obama's brother joined Hamas and said, Jerusalem is ours. We are coming. One of his brothers, a guy named Malik Obama, is in bed with the terrorists, working in a terrorist state as an official of an organization created by terrorists. And their whole goal is to spread Wahhabist Islam. And one guy back in the day actually exposed it. The rest of the media kept silent on it. But watch this. So a explosive story in WorldNet Daily, Jerome Corsi coming out and saying that Barack Obama's uh, brother, Malik Obama, is linked to the Muslim Brotherhood. Not only linked, but he's actually running their whole entire like investment portfolio. According to the vice president of the Supreme Court of um, the Supreme Constitutional Court of Egypt, a guy by the name of Tihani al-Jabali, he says, quote, to inform the American people that their president's brother, Obama, is one of the architects of the major investments of the Muslim Brotherhood, who has sympathies with the Muslim Brotherhood in office, who's literally meeting with Muslim Brotherhood operatives at the White House. And if, in fact, he's the one pulling the strings behind the old Biden administration... Is it any wonder we're seeing that attitude come back again? Not by chance. But it's also in politics, starting with the Democrats. I know that's a surprise. California Democrat, this guy here, he calls for Israel to be terminated. This is a guy named Hussam Ali, shall we say that? An official of the Council on American Islamic Relations, CARE. uh, And all they care about is destroying Israel. This is in the United States of America, right? He not only frequently refers to the Israels as Zion Nazis, and he said this in a CARE email. Indeed, the Zion Nazis are a bunch of nice people just like their Nazi brethren. He's also justified for the actions of American Muslims joining ISIS. Interesting. Another Democrat, this lady, not just Democrat, uh, but Democrat activist, woman's march leader, this, her, Linda Sarsour, however you pronounce her name, she wants us to stop humanizing the Jews. They don't deserve any sympathy. Right. She's chummed up with who? AOC. Shocker. That's right, Jim. Shocker. Right. They actually speak across the United States at these Muslim rallies uh, to listen to this, to promote women's rights. (laughs) As you have to wear the headgear. Women. Yeah. That's crazy. It's also led to these ladies coming into office that we're dealing with now that turned the house against Israel. Let's let's deal with the first one, Rashida Tlaib. She became the first Palestinian-American uh, to serve in congress uh but she is a vowed opponent to israel's existence she when she got elected i don't know if you guys remember this she was wrapped in the palestinian flag not the american flag she's very anti-israel uh and wants to boycott them amongst other things if you guys saw the video recently with her lying with alligator tears so it had to be true about blaming Israel for the bombing of that hospital when it wasn't Israel. But she used that an excuse to say, see, these guys are horrible and rotten and all this stuff. And then what she say, she made a threat to us. She's supposed to be an American. And we will not forget this. What is that, a threat? Yeah. I mean, wait a second. So here these people are. They're even in our government. And they're not loyal to us as Americans. She wasn't draped in an American flag. And then you're threatening us. Uh, And then then what are they also calling for? We need to bring these people over here. When we saw last time, the Muslim nations have plenty of land to bring in the the refugees. That's a whole lie. And then now we got to take them in. And then you got this attitude. Do you think that's going to go well? And then we got people coming across this open border. And it's not just Hispanics. It's a lot of these people. Probably tens of thousands. And they have no loyalty to us. And not to freak you out, but this is what people are saying. An order goes out. Say, hey, it's time for a jihad. And they ain't going to obey the American law. This is what's going on. And how's that going to go well? But maybe somebody wants that to happen because create that kind of a crisis on American soil. Then you could do all kinds of other stuff like martial law, and do all kinds of horrible stuff. This lady, Ilhan Omar, she's another one, doing the same thing in Minneapolis. How did there get to be so many Muslims in Minneapolis? Obama. Obama brought them in, and literally flooded that community, and now they have power. There's different pockets of these people all over the United States of America, and some of them have instituted, outside the American law, the Sharia law. This is no joke. Right? And she was like, when she got elected, uh, she, was, she greeted with, not God bless America, but with a Muslim greeting that I'm not going to repeat, right? And uh, she says that Israel, she's a fierce critic of Israel. She said it's an evil country that has, quote, hypnotized the world, amongst other slurs that are out there. These are people in our government, in the United States. of America. All nations will hate the Jewish people and eventually want them to not just be persecuted but killed. Folks, it's happening in our country. Let me give you just some headlines. 19 swastikas painted on North Virginia Jewish Community Center. Anti-Semitic graffiti on Indiana Synagogue. A Jewish cemetery in Missouri is vandalized. Attacks on Jewish cemeteries provoke fear in Philadelphia. American Jews confront a wave of bomb threats. Second Orthodox Jewish man attacked in Brooklyn in just two days. A New York cab driver shouts Allah as he brutally beats a Jewish man 62 years old on in the middle of the road. On his way to a synagogue, anti-Semitic hate crimes just in New York up 94%. And a Florida man was hit with a hate crime for threatening to kill all the Jews in the United States of America. One guy said this. He said, the worst hasn't happened. It's coming. The age of innocence is coming to an end. America is changing. This is what's going on, folks. There's an invasion happening to our country. And there's no allegiance to the Bible. There's no allegiance to Christianity. There's no allegiance to the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. And if you were to do a slow invasion of a country and to change a country, that's one way to do it. You just keep it up until you – it's a numbers game, right? And then what you do is you take the other half that are Americans and then you brainwash them to think the same way. But I'm sure that's not the plan. He said this. America's changing. The same forces that made Obama have also made Farrakhan relevant. Once again, Muslim migration will transform America the way it did in Europe. The cities will feel it first, but they will not be the last. And you're going like, you've got to be kidding me. How could this happen? How could America, a once Christian nation, not just turn against Israel, but, but become haters of Israel, calling for the death of Israel? Folks, it's happening before our very eyes. Why? Because Jesus said in the last days, you're going to head to a time frame when specifically all nations hate the jewish people we're seeing it it's been there the whole time but this event just like covid is what <whistles> forcing people to show who they really are do you see what god's doing and again for you and i that's the society that's going to be in the seven-year tribulation that will lead to the next jewish holocaust unfortunately but we leave prior and god's saying church guess what it's getting close and it's strong but with all that said that's in America, and you're going like, Well, why is this happening? Because number one, the schools are promoting it. We just saw with the international hatred of the Jewish people that they're brainwashing kids from wee high. And in their school system, they're training them to be terrorists. It's going on here. And not just in the university, but even the high schools. Yeah. And we're paying for it as taxpayers. Yeah. Let me give you a couple examples here. This is a Pennsylvania high school, and the teacher, I'll call him out, his name's Sam Schindler. Uh, is accusing, falsely accusing, Israel being the occupation, it's their land, and the oppressor. And then he goes about boasting about his results that he's brainwashing his class. The class collectively reached a universal conclusion about Israel and Palestine. The oppression of the Palestinians is not sustainable, nor is it justifiable. So he's using the secular school system to brainwash people to be anti-Semitic in the United States of America. Oh, that's just... One example, Wisconsin high school students give group Nazi salute and prom photo. Oh, yeah. You and I get yanked down for preaching the Bible on social media or or a sermon or whatever, but you can do that. That's okay. The ASA or the American Studies Association uh, is voting to endorse boycotts to Israel and has pledged support to programs designed to eradicate the Jewish state. Another article entitled Hating Jews at Berkeley uh, a graduate uh, labor student un- union is voting on listen whether the state of Israel should continue to exist. Like you could have the power to do that, but this is this is their conversation on a university. And the, one of the leaders, a, a girl named Laura uh, uh, Kiswani, said, "As long as you choose to be on the side of Israel, I'm going to continue to hate you." Why don't you slap her with a hate crime? But apparently, that's acceptable hate in the university. Let me give you another one. Your tax dollars at work inciting the next generation of Israel haters on campus. And I quote, it's hard to believe, but state governments are funding anti-Israel incitement on college campuses across the nation. Almost half of the programs that are led by faculty have endorsed academic boycotts of Israel and other anti-Israel activities. And let me show you the proof. This is what's going on. This is why you hear me say this all the time. Get your kids out of the sewer pipe, not just the secular education, but certainly the... Universities, Oh, they got to get a job. But there's other ways to do it. Hello. Because the school system from kindergarten all the way up to the university level is there to brainwash your kids, not just into being anti-God, anti-American, anti-Christian, communist, pro-LGBT alphabet gang, but anti-Israel. Can we deal with this? And get them out. This is a Jewish guy at one of our so-called American universities. And he's giving a talk there. And listen to this so-called American student and what came out of their mouth. It's on tape. This is crazy. This is what's going on, folks. Yes.
1: Good evening. I just wanted to say thank you for coming to campus tonight and uh, presenting your point of view. It's always valuable to have two sets of uh, views going on at the same time. Um, Very useful. Uh, My name is Jumana Imad Musa Ahmed Al-Bahri. and I'm a student here at UCSD. Uh, I was reading your literature. I found that much more interesting than the talk. And um, I found some interesting things about the MSA, which is an organization that's very active on campus, and it is hosting uh, our annual Hitler Youth Week. You should come out to those events. Um, if you could clarify the connection between the MSA and Jihad terrorist networks, because yeah, last, last I checked, We had to do our own fundraising, and uh, we never get help from anyone. So if you could clarify the connection between UCSD's MSA, or if you don't have such information, if you could connect other MSAs on UCs, because the connection wasn't too clear in the pamphlet, just if you could clarify.
3: Okay. Will you uh, condemn Hamas here and now? I'm sorry, what? Will you condemn Hamas?
1: Would I condemn Hamas?
3: As a terrorist, organ, genocide, Are you
1: asking me to put myself on a cross?
3: So you won't. I I actually have had this experience many times. You didn't read the pamphlet, because the pamphlet is chapter and verse. Uh, The main connection is that the MSA is part of the Muslim Brotherhood Network, as revealed in the documents. I don't
1: think you understood what I meant by that. I meant, if I say something, I'm sure that I will be arrested for reasons of Homeland Security. So if you could please just answer my question.
3: If you condemn Hamas, Homeland Security will arrest If I support
1: you. Hamas, because your question forces me to condemn Hamas, if I support Hamas, well, I look really bad. if you bad. don't condemn
3: Hamas, obviously you support it. Case closed. I have had this experience, uh, I give you, I had this experience at UC Santa Barbara where there were 50 members of the Muslim Students Association sitting Right in a row was there, and throughout my hour talk, I kept asking them, "Will you condemn Hezbollah and Hamas?" Uh, and none of them would. And then, when the question period came, the president of the Muslim Students Association was the first person to ask questions. And I said, "You know, before you start, will you condemn Hezbollah?" And he said, "Well, that question is too complicated for a yes/no answer." So I said, okay, I'll put it to you this way. I'm a Jew. The head of Hezbollah has said that he hopes that we will gather in Israel so he doesn't have to hunt us down globally. For it or against it? For it. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for coming and showing everybody what's, what's here. And you're wearing a, a terrorist neckerchief.
0: Get your kids out of the sewer pipe. Schools are gone, folks. They're gone. They now exist to brainwash your kids against God, Jesus Christ, Christianity, the United States of America, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, the American way of life, and to hate Israel. And you're going to keep paying for that? I can't tell, I'd be here all day telling stories of parents who approached me all over the world. Pastor Billy, I sent my kid to secular school hoping they could have a great career. The first semester they came back, I didn't recognize my child. One person said, this has been going on for decades now. And it's no wonder... That by the time the students go into university, there's only one nation in the entire world that they are eager to rally against, the state of Israel. And they said, it's time to put an end to this insanity, but we're not. And so that's why you're seeing this in the United States of America. The other problem with this is so-called churches are promoting it. This is why it's on the rise in America. It's not just the Obama administration, the continuing of that with the old Biden administration back in action again. It's not just the politics. It's not just the university, the second school system, high school, university, you name it. The so-called church. This is what we saw last time, the lie of replacement theology. That is a lie from the pit of hell. It's not in the scripture. But they try to make it sound like it's in the scripture. That the church has replaced Israel. Hence, replacement theology. That God has done with the Jewish people. That all the promises for the Jewish people are now for the church. It's a lie. And it feeds anti-Semitism. Because who cares about them? God's done with them. No, he's not. He's not. And again, it's no small shakes because if God does not finish fulfilling His promises that are still yet to be fulfilled, for instance, one Davidic promise where one from the lineage of David would rule and reign literally from Jerusalem on the whole planet, Jesus. And obviously that's not happened yet, so it's still future. That's a promise from God. if you're saying that, oh, no, there's, there's no... Listen, then that means God isn't keeping his promises to the Jewish people. And if he doesn't keep them to them, then why should he keep our unconditional promise? It's not a small issue. But this is the lie. Now, let me quote to you just how anti Semitic it is in, I'll use this word, professing churches. And some of them flat out, they're not. They're not Christians. Starting with the Vatican. How many of you guys realize that the Vatican is not a Christian organization? (laughs) How many realize that Catholicism is not biblical Christianity? It's a works based false gospel just like Jehovah's Witnesses, just like Mormons, right? Okay, but they're out there saying they're Christians. But listen to what these people claiming to be Christians are saying about the Jewish people. And by the way, just to set the record, the Vatican, this is from the Vatican Daily, this is the proclamation they put out May 14th, 1948, immediately when Israel became a nation again. Quote, modern Israel is not the true heir of biblical Israel. Why? Because they want him. And Lord willing, for still alive and still here, We're going to see that next week, that another reason why we're seeing this conflict is a religious conflict, including the Vatican wanting that territory because they want to create a universal temple for the new coming one world religion. But that's, Lord willing, next time if we're here. They also said this in 2010, the Vatican. uh, Bishops called to abolish the concept of the promised land and the chosen people. Egypt's Orthodox Church said, quote, modern-day Jews are not God's chosen people. Israel's liberation of Jerusalem in 1967 was a, quote, rape and a ritual crime. The Greek Orthodox Church stated that you and I, evangelical Christians, or what they call Zionist Christians, listen, we, us, do not belong to Christianity, and we have no connection to the values of Christianity, and all we're doing is quoting Scripture. The Church of Scotland, I was just there. They, they say that Israel does not belong to the Jewish people and quote, promises about the land of Israel were never intended to be taken literally. They said the promised land in the Bible, it's not a place. It's a metaphor of how things ought to be among God's people. The promised land can be found or built anywhere. The Anglican Synod says uh, they removed the words Zion and Israel from their Psalms Presbyterian Church USA is considering banning the word Israel from its prayers. And one person said, hey, this has happened before. In his war against the Jews, Adolf Hitler constructed so-called Christian theologians to rewrite the Bible to remove all mentions of Jews. We saw that in our Klaus study. It's being repeated. The United Church of Christ, the denomination leadership uh, met together to vote on another um, a number of resolutions they considered, quote, very important, 17 of those were anti Israel. And one person said, it's not surprising. This is what you get with, quote, replacement theology. Taken to its logical end, the so called Christian ideology suggests there's only one price for the Jews to pay in order to be accepted by the world, quote, their elimination. And finally, real quick, to see how bad it is out there on the professing church front, they're now coming after you and I with these organizations saying they're Christians. And they're trying to re-educate us into their replacement theology, right? Let me call just one of them out there. It's called Christ at the Checkpoint, and they're trying to turn us against Israel, right? Uh, one of their meetings was in Oklahoma City in the Bible bill. and the whole meeting conference was to, quote, condemn, listen, Christian Zionists. That's us. Condemn us and to fight against Israel's occupation of the Palestinian land. One of the speakers was a guy named Reverend Dr. Stephen Siser. Oh, I don't care Reverend Dr. Catfish Man, whatever, chicken eater you are. Who cares what titles you are? It doesn't make you a Christian. But Reverend Dr. Stephen Siser, he actually claimed that Israel was behind the 9-11 attacks. He previously attended a conference in Iran dedicated to promoting Holocaust denial theories, but it never happened. And attended a pro-Hezbollah rally in London. And this guy's supposed to be a Christian. Oh, yeah. Now, let's you out that this replacement theology lie from the pit of hell does not promote hatred and the desire to murder Jewish people. Remember the Robert Bowers guy? The guy that went uh, and murdered the, the Jewish people in the, the synagogue? And I quote, he admitted... He quoted replacement theology to legitimize his anti-Semitic beliefs as he murdered 11 members of the Jewish community. The Israel-Hamas war is bringing it all. It's been there the whole time. Not just the international community, but our own educational system has been brainwashing people for a long time. It's been building and building. And the God says, now I'm going to show you the heart just like I did with COVID. See? See? It's everywhere, isn't it? Even in the professing church. This is why Jesus said, hey, man, when these things begin to take place, what do you do? You stand up, you lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. This is the society that will be in the seven year tribulation because it says there, Jesus, all nations will hate the Jewish people. And they will not just call for their persecution, but their murder. And we're seeing it happen. Now we leave prior. That's the message for you and I. So if you're here today and you're not saved, what in the world are you waiting for? This is not a joke. You don't want to be around because there's actually another Holocaust in the seven-year tribulation. That's anybody that turns to God. You don't want to be around for that. You can take the way of escape right now through Jesus Christ. The one and only way, if you would just ask him to forgive you and to save you now. But so what do we do as Christians? Yep, I'm out of here with the rapture. No. We are morally obligated to speak out and speak up against evil. Including people calling for the murder of anyone. Including the Jewish people. We need to speak out against that. But as we close with this final video. When the last Holocaust happened. What did the church do? Who was right there as it was happening? They kept their mouth shut true story. This is what happened last time. May it never be repeated again in our time because it's happening again. Watch this.
4: things that time does not erase. Sometimes the only way forward is by facing the past. This is my story. I lived in Germany during the Nazi Holocaust. A railroad track ran behind our small church, and each Sunday morning at the exact same time, we heard the whistle from the distance, and then the clacking of the wheels moving over the track. It was at the same time every Sunday. We felt the rattling from the trail of cattle cars, accompanied by the screeching of metal that would echo through our church walls. It was a Sunday in the spring that would change my life forever.
5: Jesus said, do not resist an evildoer, but if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. Loving your enemy, this is a far better way. This is how we were called to live. To understand this unnatural virtue, we must look to Jesus Christ as our model and our guide. His meekness was his strength, his silence, his statement to the world. We must pray for those who persecute us. Prayer is the mechanism that reaches heaven and moves mankind. Prayer. It's easy to underestimate prayer.
1: I to.
4: have passed and no one talks about it much anymore I still hear that train whistle in my sleep I can still hear him crying out for help God forgive all of us who called ourselves Christians yet did nothing to intervene
0: God forgive us those of us who call ourselves Christians and do nothing. Turn on your news. It's happening again. God told us it would when you're in the last days. The church last time utterly failed. How about us? What are you going to do? You going to speak up? Going to do something about it? Or do you say, Rob, turn up the volume, sing a little louder? I don't want to hear this. Been a few weeks into this conflict now. And we're still getting phone calls and emails, and people say my church still has not said one word about this. You know why? Because the same ungodly mistake is being repeated by the church. Sing a little louder. Just drown it out. Act like it's not going on. Turn the channel. I didn't come here to listen to this. This is a real downer. Sing a little louder. The Jewish people are being singled out, picked on again. They're being made to look like barbaric animals who deserve nothing better than to be murdered. What are you, an alarmist? What are you, one of those freakos? What are you, one of those... Last days, apocalyptic, crazy, freaky churches out there. Like Sunrise. No. We're a Bible church. And we teach the Bible. And this is a Bible prophecy issue. So we have to deal with it. It's also a moral issue. Because people are being singled out for murder. Hey, let's go witness to The Jewish people, or anybody for that matter. Because the good news is the Bible is clear that if we receive Jesus Christ, the one and only Messiah, as our Messiah, then we'll be able to escape the Holocaust that is going to come. That's the best thing we could do at this time, right? What's the response? (laughs) I got stuff to do, man. Pastor Billy, come on, man. You're way over time again. The game is on. I got stuff to do. I got errands to run. I got clothes to wash. I'm hungry. Can I translate that? Sing a little louder. That's the same attitude. We need to do two things in these days. Number one, we better speak up on behalf of the Jewish people because here's the reality. If we don't, And if we're still alive and still here and the rapture hasn't happened, we're next. Evangelical Christians, we're next. The real Christians, we're next. And number two, we need to be out there letting everybody know Jew and Gentile. There's only one way out of this mess and his name is Jesus Christ. May that be the tune that we sing louder at this time. Amen. Well, that makes us a liar. The, another Ten Commandments says that you shall not steal. Don't ever take anything without permission. How many of you guys uh, have ever done that? Well, you guys already said you're a bunch of liars. All of our hands should have went up on that one. If we're being honest, God already knows. Folks, we've all taken something. We've stolen something, right? That makes us a thief. Another Ten Commandments says that you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. He's not just holy. Even His name is holy. Hey, folks.